0: Jules from NZ, a podcast chocker with all things Aotearoa, New Zealand, and some about me. Jules, cheer. Kia ora, Tenakoto katoa. Hello and welcome back to all of you to episode 36 of Jules from NZ. Winter fun comes. Kete koutou, How are you all? Kete pai. I am good. Winter in Aotearoa officially starts on June 21st and ends on the 23rd of September. I thought that, seeing as it is freezing cold right now, I would talk to you about what our favourite things to do here are when the temperature drops. And Jason, just for you my friend, I made this one as sparkly as I could, full of snow crystals and fun. You're all going to travel with me on a magical winter adventure in Aotearoa. So let's go! So first, let's pretend that things are normal and talk about why you should visit New Zealand in the winter, if you could. (laughs) Or if you're in the Aotearoa already, why you should get around this gorgeous country. Well, to start with, New Zealand is quieter over winter. Most people are tucked up tight at home and there are less crowds and therefore less queues. The peaceful solitude of Aotearoa leaves you feeling like sometimes you have the place all to yourself, which in turn often means things are cheaper. With discounts on accommodation, various tourist attractions and especially camper vans, it can mean that your money goes further and therefore so can you. The next benefit is pretty self-explanatory. Winter means skiing and snowboarding, and they are some of the most incredible high-adrenaline pastimes there are. There are actually 39 ski resorts in New Zealand and 389 kilometers of slopes to explore. That's a lot, and we'll talk more about that soon because winter also means Matariki, or the Māori New Year. The Seven Sisters, or stars, come into view this time of the year, and Aotearoa celebrates with cultural festivals. To hear more about Matariki, you can go back to this time last year, in my podcast, to episode 28, where I tell you all about it. The last good reason to enjoy winter in New Zealand is the clear, crisp days. Winter here is a misnomer compared to some places. Here, the snow and the ice that you might be thinking of only occurs up in the mountains or in certain parts of the country, barely ever in the actual cities. The island nature of the country means that salt water is never far and halts the snow kind of in its tracks. Instead, you'll find that rain and wind on... But on a good day, which happens frequently, the day is clear and sunny and the night is fresh and cool. So now I want to take you on a trip through New Zealand. I've already planned it for you, so you can just sit back, relax and let's travel together. So firstly you arrive in Auckland, New Zealand's largest city and it has plenty to do. So find some cool interactive displays for the kids at Auckland Museum or trace New Zealand's maritime history at the New Zealand Maritime Museum. Or for a day out in the water, take a scenic 12 minutes ferry across to the seaside village of Devonport on Auckland's North Shore. Or you could head up North Head for Instagram worthy views across the harbour or experience sailing on an authentic America's Cup yacht. Or if you're more of a wine drinker, you could take a visit to Waiheke Island. Auckland's Wine Island has some great winter specials. For only like 93 bucks an adult, you get a return ferry trip, lunch with a wine or beer, and an all-day pass on a hop-on, hop-off bus. And most people think you need to head to like Stewart Island, which is a, a, a sanctuary, to see wild kiwi, but Auckland's Habitat Tours runs an exceptional tour to through Ta Wharanui Regional Park where sightings run more than 95% of the time. Or maybe you want a more true wintery experience, well, Auckland has that covered too. Take an underwater journey through Kelly Tarleton's Sea Life Aquarium with the world's largest sub-Antarctic penguin colony on display. PENGUINS! they're so cute, or come face-to-face with New Zealand's largest collection of sharks. For an outdoor wildlife experience, you can take the kids on a dolphin and a whale safari in the Hauraki Gulf. Also, Snow Planet, New Zealand's only indoor snow park, is in Silverdale in Auckland, and it boasts... 8,000 square meters of freshly made snow all year round. Like, all year round. You can ski and snowboard down the 200 meter indoor slope with a special area for beginners and a terrain park for the pros. There's also a family-friendly area with the snow tubing tracks, tobogganing, and space to play. Auckland also has two ice skating rinks, both run by Paradise. The international sized indoor arena at Avondale has been going since 1981 with an Olympic sized rink built in botany in 1999. Okay, so now we've explored Auckland, it's time for a flight to Queenstown. I've already talked about how wonderful visiting Queenstown was in episode 31, but we actually can't miss it on this trip as it makes up a very, very important part of doing winter And Aotearoa. So while you're there you should explore one of the four ski fields. Coronet Peak ski area caters for all levels and is only 20 minutes drive from central Queenstown. Cadrona Ski Resort is only one hour from central Queenstown and offers a wide open terrain for all levels. Treble Cone is the South Island's biggest ski area and a favorite for the more advanced skiers and snowboarders. And the remarkable ski area Remarkables by name, remarkable by nature, with levels for everyone, is absolutely gorgeous. So you go there to take the selfies. Next, take a short trip to the picturesque former gold mining village of Arrowtown. Charming and quirky, nestled, beneath the beautiful peaks that surround the Arrow River. Arrowtown is actually full of boutique cafes and restaurants and galleries, with a great base for some scenic walks and perfect for warming those hands around a hot drink when you get cold doing those walks. If you time it right, you could actually catch the Queenstown Winter Festival, which occurs every June over about four days. The Winter Festival has grown into the Southern Hemisphere's biggest celebration of winter with fireworks, entertainment, live music, comedy, lots of family fun, loved by both the locals and the visitors. And for some non-snow-related fun, you really should head over to Wanaka, only an hour from Queenstown, and be entertained and amazed at Puzzling World. So Puzzling World offers the the world's first 3D maze, psychic challenge, amazing illusion rooms, puzzle center and cafe, and crazy architecture. So definitely go check it out. But while you're driving, perhaps you'd like to take the southern scenic route. It takes 10 hours to drive it straight, but that's kind of not the idea. For a longer trip, you might want to do this one. This road trip takes in South Island's best scenery. Start in Queenstown, head to Dunedin via Fiordland, Invercargill and the Catelyns for mountains, beaches and plenty of wildlife. Stop over in those cities and experience those cities' particular delights and then get back in and keep on driving. Once you've finished exploring the bottom of the South Island, head back to Queenstown Airport and catch a flight to Christchurch. Crisp, calm, blue sky days provide the perfect conditions for skiing and snowboarding at one of the many ski fields again around this region or take the family to see some New Zealand wildlife. So let's start with the skiing. The Mount Hutt ski area has wide open terrain for all ski and snowboard ability levels. Kids 10 years and under actually ski for free at Mount Hutt. It's the perfect snow experience for every age and ability and super good for families. And you can actually take a daily shuttle directly from Christchurch, so you don't even need to worry about parking. In Christchurch, you should absolutely, for the perfect winter experience, visit the International Antarctic Centre to get a taste of the coolest continent. You can watch the little blue penguins being fed, take an ice voyage with 4D effects, and at selected times, get up and close and personal with huskies at the husky zone. There's so much to see and do, and so best to make an entire day of it. Arana Wildlife Park is New Zealand's only open range zoo and the park is huge so it's best to make a day of that too. A few lions and rhinos and tigers and the list goes on. An all-time favorite has to be hand feeding the giraffe The giraffe encounter is one of the most popular attractions in the park so make sure you check the feeding times and get there early to grab a spot. Hamner Springs is about an hour and a half from Christchurch and it is beautiful, well worth a visit, surrounded by mountain range. The snow actually often covers the ground here in Hamner Springs and it's enough to have a snowball battle or go tobogganing. And a visit to the hot pools afterwards is a super nice experience. Sitting in the steaming hot water and watching snowflakes melting is incredibly relaxing. Now, go back to Christchurch and we need to catch a flight from that airport again. For once, I'm going to skip Wellington. As it's my hometown, I'm aware I talk about it a lot. You should absolutely visit on every trip to New Zealand, but just for the sake of this particular episode, we're going to fly overhead and not stop down in its iconically short runway, but instead head for the sights and smells of Rotorua instead. Another must-do on every Aotearoa trip. So welcome to Rotorua, New Zealand's coolest hot spot. Rotorua is one of New Zealand's true getaway destinations and a geothermal wonderland. Heaps of activities on offer is the perfect year-round destination, but we're going there in winter. So what are we going to do? I want you to check out Rotorua's native and redwoods forest. It's really good for the whole family. You can fly through the trees on a zip line as part of the Rotorua canopy tours or hire a mountain bike and trek through the forest. It's 130 kilometers of trail network and there is something for every skill level. Definitely worth checking out and wrapping your arms around some giant redwoods. If you want a unique Kiwi experience, only 10 minutes from Rotorua city centre you'll find New Zealand's popular farm show. And after the show you can visit the Farmyard Nursery, which is home to the cutest baby animals ready for photos all year round. The Agrodome is a great winter destination because it's open all year round in any weather, so head there when the rain is making it not so fun outside. Get right into the Māori culture, starting at Te Puia. It's a geothermal wonderland with the largest active geyser in the whole Southern Hemisphere. Explore Te a 60 hectare geothermal valley, showcasing the famous Rotorua mud pools and over 500 geothermal wonders. Afterwards, take the kids to Kiwi House and viewing enclosure, featuring two iconic native New Zealand Kiwi birds. Skyline Rotorua Gondola is actually the best way to take in 180 degrees of Lake Rotorua, the city and surrounding landscapes. Once you reach the top, the kids can enjoy a ride on the Luge with three different options and over five kilometers of tracks. One ride is absolutely never, never, never enough and trust me on this, you want to buy a few. Racing is an actual sure thing. While the kids are racing, you can enjoy a meal and drink at the Stratosphere restaurant and bar serving local New Zealand cuisine. Are you done with skiing Aotearoa yet? I sure hope not, because I want to take you on a short drive, only two and a half hours back down towards Wellington actually, where you'll find New Zealand's largest ski area. Mount Ruapehu is located in the central plateau of New Zealand's North Island in the UNESCO dual World Heritage Tongariro National Park, listed for its cultural and geological significance. Along with having the Whanganui National Park nearby, this area is one of New Zealand's premium outdoor destinations. The maunga, or the mountain, particularly its peaks, have strong spiritual links for the local iwi, or the local tribes. You may hear local people refer to the maunga as koro, or grandad, ruapehu. There are two ski areas operating on this mountain, whakapapa and Turua. Turua on the southwestern slopes of Mount Urupehu describes itself as wild, mighty and playful. With the nation's longest vertical drop at 722 meters, it's certainly for the more adventurous. And the High Noon Express takes you to the highest lifted point in New Zealand with panoramic views of the North Island. Toroa is famous for its natural features, which include long half-pipe-like bowls, sweet kickers, and smooth, wide, open slopes. Not to mention the world-class terrain parks that they've put in, with flat boxes and rails to grind. There is always more to explore here. On Whakapapa, you'll find Aotearoa's largest ski field, which also includes Happy Valley, a fully contained, gentle beginner slope where many in New Zealand have taken their first tentative snow steps or been part of the many lesson groups that take place here. That doesn't mean the site is boring though. For all you more experienced snowheads, there is 550 hectares of slopes to explore with vast, intermediate, and advanced trails. Explore everything from cruisy groomers to exhilarating shoots, bumps, and drops, made all the more exciting by the natural volcanic terrain. Yeah, you're skiing a volcano, folks! <laughs> on Fakapapa, you can also travel on the country's longest gondola, the Sky Waka. Waka meaning um voyaging canoe or carrier of people in Māori to New Zealand's highest dining experience, Knoll Ridge Chalet. Your exploration of New Zealand is not complete until you've experienced this gondola, this Skywalker, through the sky on the most advanced gondola in Aotearoa with actually floor-to-ceiling, 360-degree views. You journey over waterfalls and ancient lava flows and take in the majestic scenery of Mount Hurupehu and its neighbouring volcanoes, Ngārahoi and Tongarero. When you reach the top, you'll find yourselves in a multi-story eatery that features something for everyone, from like the quick grab-and-grow snack to a brand new menu of contemporary cuisine, all overlooking the wonder that is Tongarero's National Park. And all menus feature high-quality local produce, including carrots from Horopito and grass-fed Angus beef from Awakune. It would be super remiss of me to not mention one of the most spectacular walks in Aotearoa while we're so close to it, the Tongariro Crossing. Although usually more popular in warmer weather due to the length of the crossing and the cold, unpredictable nature of the weather making it a potentially rough walk. <laughs> and let's not forget that some of those selfies might not be as fabulous if the mountain views and lake views are clouded over. But it's still worth a mention even in winter because it's amazing! Beginning at Mangatepopo valley near Fakapapa, the track follows a stream and the edges of old lava flows towards the valley head. Look out for varying patches of vegetation that reveal the age of the surrounding lava rock. At the head of the valley, the trail becomes steeper, climbing from the valley to Mangatepopo's saddle between the mountains of Narahoe and Tongareto. Stunning panoramic views look out over the volcanic terrain. On a clear day, you'll see as far as Mount Taranaki. The trail leads from South Crater upwards towards Red Crater, the highest point of the Tongarero Alpine Crossing. The smell of sulphur here is a reminder that this crater is still active. From here you begin the descent past the stunning emerald lakes. This is the highlight of the track and a great place to pause for photos. You know that because everybody's Instagram has at least one. (laughs) The brilliant colour that gives them their name is caused by all the minerals leaching from the surrounding thermal environment. The trail continues over central crater to the old volcanic vent of the Blue Lake before it rounds the flanks of the north crater and descends to Ketetahi Road end. The final section is a long descent through tussock slopes through a cool green forest, which is a pretty refreshing change after all of that volcanic landscape. This is still on my personal Aotearoa to see list. I know so much about it through other people's Instagram. So if you're coming over, please don't forget to invite me too, so I can finally go. I don't want to do it by myself. I want company. Anyway, once you're done exploring the sweet snowy slopes of Mount Ruapehu and admiring the views everywhere around it, it's time to drive back to the city. But I want you to stop a bit sooner than Rotorua this time. Because I bet you're feeling sore and tired after all of that physical work, right? And I've got the best solution for you. It's time to introduce you to Taupo. Taupo was created nearly 2,000 years ago by a volcanic eruption so big, it darkened the skies in Europe and China. You can visit the craters of the moon and you'll see evidence of the lake's fiery birth and the geysers, steaming craters and boiling mud pools here. And At some of Taupo's beaches, swimmers and paddlers can enjoy warm geothermal water currents. If you haven't got the kids with you, I would actually recommend a visit to Wairaki terraces and their mineral and silica-enriched thermal pools strategically located below the Wairaki silica terraces and waterfall. It's incredibly relaxing and restorative. However, if you have under 14s with you, they aren't allowed in, <laughs> which is kind of good for those who want a nice, quiet place to relax. But never fear, if you do have kids, I have the best place for you. Brits Hot Pools. It's also a spa resort and you can stay on site. Why this one for the kids particularly? Only because of the awesome warm water playground with tipping bucket and all the hydra slides, of course. They still have two large mineral hot pools nearby for blissful relaxing and a freshwater pool nearby for cooling often when it gets too hot in those hot pools. They also have private mineral pools and varying temperatures available for when you just, you know, need some alone time. Not to mention the full offering of spa treatments also available for booking. Basically the best place to go to relax. And that's not anywhere near all that the city has to offer. Just north of Taupo, you'll find New Zealand's most visited attraction, the magnificent Hooker Falls, where more than 220,000 litres of water thunder over the cliff face every second. If you time it right, you could actually be there in time for the Winter Festival, which has two weeks of winter fun in Taupo from July 8th to 25th with music, theatre and entertainment, plus an ice rink and an ice slide. Also. Taupul's Timberline Racing Huskies has regular tours of its kennels, which include a racing display where they tow a quad bike, followed by a cuddle with the doggies. And who wouldn't want that? If you're really feeling like treating yourself, then also may I recommend some fabulous morning and dining. Tolpo's free-draining volcanic soil and pure alpine water means that the wines, craft beers, and ciders crafted in this region are both distinctive and delicious. Discover them for yourself with Volcanic Wine and Craft Beer Tours. My picks? Floating Rock Vineyard and Cafe. Head to them after 4pm in the weekend to get a fabulous pizza with your wine also. But just head to them anytime after 9 to get that tasting in. And, if beer is more your taste, then you have to check out Crafty Trout Brewery for craft beer and cider using volcanic water. For those non-drinkers, they actually have you sorted here as well with a super smoky ginger beer that you just need to try to understand. They do pizza here too after 4pm, but what you really need to try is their loaded beef snitchels. I can't decide between the cheese and the grape jelly or the cheese prawn and garlic aioli. I'm sure you'll have just as tough a time choosing off their menu, but you definitely will find everything here delicious. Also, this particular brewery boasts the first fully automated brewing system in the world, and they do tours. So head over and taste test to see those differences for yourself. It's time to head back to Auckland now. So catch a flight to our main airport out of Tupo or Airport or take the three-hour drive through stunning scenery to get back to Auckland. Now that you're feeling relaxed in the amazing beauty that is Aotearoa and wishing you could stay here forever, it's sadly time to go home. I know, I don't want you to go either, but that's how holidays work, sadly, and it's okay because you can always come back in the summer because I have a whole other side of Aotearoa to show you then. Thank you for taking this trip with me. I've enjoyed showcasing little pieces of what Aotearoa New Zealand has in its glorious winter coat. A personal thanks to my gems, Jason, James, Barry, Laren, KP, Ezekiel, and Joey. I could literally not do this without you. I don't know how I would. Um, the next episode is a glitter RPG catch up episode, and the next Jules from NZ episode. I may have to do it based on a recent holiday trip I just took to Greytown with all of the beautiful and wonderful things that I discovered to do there. Especially while it's super fresh in my mind, I'm gonna write it all up and and share a bunch of amazing About Greytown with you and the surrounding area. If you're enjoying listening to Jules from NZ, please give the show a review on your platform of choice um, or hit me up on any of my social media. Um, Generally, I'm around as Jules from NZ, that's J-U-L-Z from NZ. on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and most places, um, but uh, or just tell a friend that you enjoyed this podcast and maybe they'll listen too, and that would be great. <laughs> in the meantime, in nohora, aroha arohanui. Goodbye. I love you, and I'll see you again soon. Mwah!